Imagine, imagine God's possibilities. Imagine God's goodness. Imagine God's greatness. Imagine that the God of the universe has a dream for your life. Imagine living your dream. That's what we come together to do this weekend, that God would open up our eyes to see all the possibilities that He has for us as we walk through this season. Hi, everybody. We love you. We miss you so much. We, we wish we were here together, but we just say hi. Hi, Carl. Hi, Arlene. Hi, Tweety. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Laurie. Hi, Yolanda. Hi, Trish. Hi, Raimondo. Hi, Rowan. And hi, Zion. We say hi to all of you. We've been praying for you. We hold you in our hearts. And in fact, there's a prayer in Ephesians that is a, Paul that, a prayer that Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus. And it's what we pray for you. And here's what it says. Open the eyes of their hearts and let the light of your truth flood in. Shine your light on the hope you are calling them to embrace and reveal to them the glorious riches you are preparing as their inheritance. And Lord, that's what we pray. Open the eyes of our heart. Show us who you are. Help us to see what you want to do in us as we imagine the possibilities of your love and your life and your grace in each one of us. Meet us in this moment. Open the eyes of our hearts. We want to see you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's worship our Lord Jesus. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Come on, Cathedral, let's sing this together. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, and we live for you. God, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, the only one who could ever sing. Oh, so worthy. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe And we live for you Oh, we live for you
says that those who put their trust in him will not be disappointed. That is our God. He's our cornerstone. So I will build my life upon your life. It is a firm foundation. And I will put my trust in you alone, Lord. You know, there's a whole lot of shaking going on right now, but that song points us to a powerful truth we read in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27. It says this, all of creation will be shaken, so unshakable things remain. We have a kingdom that cannot be shaken. In this moment, with all the shaking that's going on, God wants us to put our focus, our trust, our priorities, our center in Him because He cannot be shaken. And when we stand on Him, we will not be shaken. You know, here in California, we're used to earthquakes every once in a while. And when they start to shake, you look for something stable, unshakable to sort of protect yourself from. And that's what we do in this moment. With all the shaking is going on, we run to Jesus. We trust in Jesus. We ask that he would open up our eyes to see he's with us. He's for us. He's working to protect us and use us in this moment for his glory. That's what we desire for all of us. God would open up our eyes to that. Well, 
it's a great opportunity for us this weekend to have Lauren with us. She's not only an amazing mom and an amazing wife, she's not only Pastor Ken's favorite daughter, but she's also part of our cathedral team. And she's here to open up our eyes to some things taking place here at Cathedral. Nah, thank you. <laughs> um, well, right now we are in the middle of a series called Dream Again, where we're looking at how you can really take back those dreams that God has for your life. Now we've got some great free resources available for you on our church website to really help you put this series into practice. Uh, we've got resources for people of all ages. We've got groups, uh, resources for small groups and really much more. So we encourage you to head over to the website, take a look. And did I mention that it's free? It's free. Uh, also on the church website, you can purchase Pastor Ken's book, Imagine Living Your Dream, where you can take these studies even further. All right. Well, I actually have a copy of Pastor Ken's book here with me that I was going to throw out to the congregation, but there's nobody here. So symbolically, I'll just hand it to you, Lauren. There you go. And that's to remind us to pick one up for you and maybe pick one up for a friend as well. Well, we read in Matthew chapter 6, the words of Jesus in the first sermon he ever preached. And here's what it says. Put God's kingdom first. Do what he wants you to do. Then all those things will also be given to you. And that's what we do in this moment. We put God's kingdom first by bringing our first fruits, our tithes and offerings to the Lord. Now you can go online and do this on our on our app. You can do it on our website. You can also write out a check and mail it to the church or drop it by the office. This is an opportunity to help you put God's kingdom first. You can also text give to the number at the bottom of the screen. And we just pray that in this moment, as you put God first, as you center in him, as you let him be that unshakable foundation, he will do that great blessing in your life. Father, we thank you that in this moment, as we acknowledge you are first, and as we put you first and your kingdom first, let your blessing be great upon your people. Bless these gifts and continue to help us to be an incredible blessing to all who come in contact with Cathedral of Faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, each week we plan these services. We, we prayerfully ask God how to worship and what songs to worship. We press in to hear the word of the Lord. And you're about to hear that from Pastor Ken as he comes to lead us once again so that we can dream again. Hello, Cathedral family and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know what time it is? It's time to dream again. Did you know that even in the promised land, you still have to face enemies? 
in the Bible, there's a tribe of people who are living in their promised land, but an enemy king surrounds them. Now, the tribe decides that if they can, they'd like to avoid war. And so they send out a party to try to negotiate a treaty with the king. And the offer they make, it seems to me it's pretty generous. They tell the king, if you make a treaty with us, here's what we'll do. We'll serve you and we'll work for you. Now, it seems like that would be a no-brainer for the king. What else could you want? Uh, He's going to get an expanded kingdom. He's going to get an expanded workforce. And he's not going to spill a soldier's blood in the process. But this king, he decides to make a counteroffer. And King Nahash says this, I'll make a treaty with you on one condition, that every right eye among you be gouged out. I'll humiliate every last man and woman in Israel before I'm done. Excuse me, time out. Does that seem a little over the top? What kind of counteroffer is that? What would even make him want to want to do that? I mean, what's he trying to do? Is it a conspiracy to turn that tribe into Raider fans with a little patch over their right eye? What's interesting, in that day, when you got into a battle, you would use your left arm to hold your shield and your left eye would be behind your shield. You would use your right hand as your sword hand and your right eye is what would guide you in the battle. And for an entire city to lose their right eyes, not only would that be humiliating, but would it also be what would leave them hapless and helpless. In other words, if you lose your vision, you lose. Exactly. The book of Proverbs puts it this way. Where there is no vision, people perish. And they do. If you lose vision for your career, you're on your way to losing it. If you lose your vision for your health, you're on your way to losing that. If you lose vision for your marriage or your ministry, you're on your way to losing it. If you lose your vision, you lose. And yet, when you have a vision, See, it's a dream. It's a dream that pulls out the promise and the potential that is on the inside of you. I was reading about Albert Einstein, how when he was a teenager, one night he had a dream. And in this dream, he's going down down a hill on a sled. And he's going faster and faster and faster until eventually he's approaching the speed of light. And as he does, well, the the stars, there's so much color around them. And this dream in his night actually became his dream for the day. And looking back later on in his career, looking back on his career, he would say that that dream, that his whole scientific career 
was a meditation on that dream that he had. That's what a dream does. It pulls out your promise and pulls out your potential. It shows you what you're good at and how good you can become. See, you shape your dreams and then your dreams, they shape you. And that's why at the start of 2021, we're talking about dreams. We're taking back our dreams because last year, 2020, oh my, I saw this one picture and a guy says, you are a thief of joy. And 2020 was, it was not only a thief of joy, but it robbed us of our dreams. But this year, we are taking back our dreams. In 2021, we are asking the Holy Spirit to inspire us, to to breathe into us a new dream. It's time, Cathedral family. It's time to dream again. You know who the ultimate dream stealer is? Jesus once described the devil this way. He said, the devil is like a thief who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And what the devil wants to do is to rob you of your dreams. Because if you lose your vision, you lose. And yet Jesus has come to restore and renew our dreams, our capacity to dream. Jesus said, I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. You see, Cathedral family, you are not born to lose. You are born again to win. I want to say that again. You were not born to lose. You were born again to win. So refuse. Refuse to let anything take away your dreams. Guard your dreams. Protect your dreams. Refuse to let your past mistakes rob you of your dreams. How about if we get interactive? I have here a crisp new $100 bill. Now, if you would like this $100 bill, would you virtually raise your hands? Would you look at that? Oh, so many hands, it almost crashed our system. Now, let me see if I can do something to reduce the number of hands. I'm gonna scrunch it up. And now you have a scrunched up $100 bill. If you would still like it, you can virtually raise your hand. Pastor Vaughn, I think we found a way to double our online audience. Oh, wait a second. I'm going to try one more thing. I'm going to throw it on the ground, scrunch it up, and step on it. And now I'm going to pick it up. And now you have a stepped on, crunched up, messed up $100 bill. If you'd still like it, would you raise your hand? Is that my grandson Chase? Is that his hand I see? It's got to go to him then. See, this $100 bill, you still want it. Because even though there's wear and tear, it still has value. And friend, when you look at your, your past, 
the mistakes of the past, the failures of the past, you can feel like this $100 bill, like your damaged goods. And when it comes to the dreams you might have had or could have had, well, your messed up past keeps you from dreaming about the future. But what I want you to know today is that you still matter to God. You're still loved by God. That if you have eyes of faith, can you see God's hand reaching up? He's raising his hand virtually and saying, I want you, I value you. I still have a dream for you. In fact, I even have a dream for your painful past. The night before Jesus goes to the cross, he's in the upper room with his disciples. Now he knows Peter is going to deny him. But when he tells Peter this, Peter says, look, that's never gonna happen. He says, even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. Even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. Those are pretty strong words. Even if I have to die with you, I'll never deny you. And yet Jesus knows. We know how the story goes. He denies him not once, not twice, but three times. Jesus knows that Peter is going to fail him, that he's going to turn away from him. And yet watch this. Jesus will not turn away from Peter. And he has said something to him before his denial. He says something that is absolutely striking. Listen carefully, because this verse has something powerful to say to you. In Luke chapter 22, we read, Satan has asked to sift all of you disciples like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon. I've prayed for you. I have prayed that your faith will not fail. You're going to fail, Simon. You're going to deny me. But what I'm praying for is that you won't give up and that your faith will not fail. That you will turn back, that you will bounce back. And that when you bounce back, Simon, you'll be able to help your brothers to be strong. You'll be able to help them to bounce back too. Friend, when you fail, remember this. Jesus is not surprised by your setback. But instead, Jesus is praying for your comeback. And if you let him, Jesus has a dream even for your failure. That he will take your past and he'll redeem it. And then he'll use it to help others have strength and to believe that they can have a comeback too. Last year, there was a movie that came out called Unplanned. It was the story, it was a true story of the life of Abby Johnson. Now, Abby, at one time in her life, was a strong pro-choice advocate. She worked in Planned Parenthood for eight years and she was one of the youngest clinical directors at that time. And yet 
She was once assisting on an ultrasound-aided abortion, and she saw something that just rocked her world, changed her perspective. And she brought her painful past to God. And she allowed God to begin to work in her life and take that past. And God redeemed that past and started to use her. And now she is one of the strongest voices for the pro-life movement. She's a courageous voice that is helping. That is her heart is to help both the health of women and the health of those unborn children, courageously devoting her life to that. See, even a painful past, if we bring it to God, God can redeem it and use it. So refuse to let your past steal you, will rob you of your dreams. God has a dream, even for that pain. Next, think about this. Refuse to let the people around you rob you of your dreams. I saw this one lady who was praying. She prayed, dear God, please stop teaching me how how to deal with difficult people. Amen. Have you ever prayed that? Oh God, I've had enough difficult people in my life. There's something in psychology called the crab pot mentality. And it's, it's a metaphor that comes from the way crabs act when they're inside of a bucket. Now, if you put one crab in a bucket, that crab will climb out, climb out the top of the bucket and make his way back to the sea. But if you put several crabs in that bucket, when one tries to climb out, the others grab at it with their claws and pull him back down. They won't let him out. Did you know you run into people? They don't have hands. Instead, they have claws. Because when you try to climb out of that bucket and head towards your dream, they're grabbing at your heels, trying to pull you back down into that bucket. This has been going on a very long time. Go all the way back to the first book, In the Bible, there's a story about a young man by the name of Joseph. Now, Joseph lived in a blended family. He was the second youngest of 12 boys. Can you imagine trying to parent 12 boys? Oh, my goodness. Hello. That would be difficult. Joseph is one of these 12 boys. And one night he has a dream and he tells his brothers about the dream. He says to them in Genesis chapter 37, listen to this dream. He said, we were all out in a field tying up bundles of grain. Then suddenly my bundle stood up on your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. Here's a question. Was it wise for Joseph to tell his brothers about that dream? Could he have been a little bit more discreet? Perhaps. But you got to remember, he's only 17 years old. And when I was 17, I didn't have that much wisdom. And so we should cut him some slack. Whatever the case, Joseph shares their dream, his dream with them. And the brothers are so thrilled about that dream that when Joseph comes to visit them in the field while they're at work, they say to each other, Here comes that dreamer. Let's kill him 
and throw him into one of these old cisterns, we can say that a vicious animal ate him up. We'll see what his dreams amount to. Can you see them there with their claws trying to pull Joseph back down into that bucket? If I can't be a leader, you can't either. You're going to run into people. You will. Not everyone's going to be thrilled about your dream. You're going to run into them at home, at work, at school, even at church. Not this church, but at other churches that happens. And here's what you have to determine. I am not going to let others rob me of my dream. I am not going to let others keep me from thriving. I like how one sign put it. It said, don't let negative and toxic people rent space in your head. Raise the rent and kick them out. Kick them out. Remember this, when it comes to other people, toxic people, that they are not ultimately in control of your bucket. God is in control of your bucket. And if God has a dream for you to be a leader, it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they do. God is never out of options. And he can bring the favor you need and the people that you need to help you get out of that bucket and back into the sea. Will Smith, in The Pursuit of Happiness, he puts it this way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, you'll probably be about as good as I was. That's kind of the way it works, you know, and I, I, I was below average. You know, so, whoa. So you'll probably ultimately rank somewhere around there, you know, so really, uh, you'll excel at a lot of things, just not this. I don't want you out here shooting this ball around all day and night, all right? All right. Okay. Hey. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. All I can say is amen to that. Don't let anything rob you of your dreams. You know, don't let your past, don't let other people, and don't let your fears rob you of your dreams. I heard about a little boy who, he was going to bed one night. His mom was tucking him in, and there was a thunderstorm outside, and he was scared. 
And as his mom started to walk out the door and turn off the lights, the little boy said, Mom, do you think you could sleep with me tonight? And the mom smiled and said, no, no, honey, I, I need to sleep in the other room with your daddy. And as she turned out the lights, the little boy said, that big sissy. Have you ever been scared? There's a young man in the Bible by the name of Joshua. That's what he's feeling. He's feeling afraid. He's supposed to, well, follow in the footsteps of Moses. And he's battling with fear. We know this because, well, there are clues in the words that are given to him. He's told, be strong and courageous. And then a couple lines down, he's told, be strong and very courageous. Then a few lines down, he's told, be strong and courageous. Why is he told this many times? Because he needed it. He was battling with fear. And you can understand I mean, am I going to be able to lead the people into the promised land? Am I going to be able to follow a generational talent like Moses? Ah, I know what he was feeling. His dream was outside his comfort zone. And whenever that happens, we've talked about comfort zones. If your comfort zone is over here and your dream is over here, almost always, you will feel some fear. If you never feel any fear, then the dreams you have may be too small. So the question is not whether you're going to feel some fear. It's what you do with your fear. See, fear makes a a good servant, but a bad master. And is fear going to conquer me or overcome me? Or am I going to be able to overcome my fear? Now, the answer is not waiting until your fear is gone to go after your dream. Because if you wait until your fear is gone, you may always be waiting because fear will be lingering. But instead, if you will overcome your fear, that's what courage is. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's taking a step towards your dream in spite of your fear. That's what takes real courage. What's the key to having that kind of courage? Well, it's found in the words that were given to Joshua, the assurance of God's presence. God says to Joshua, in the same way I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Don't be timid. Don't be discouraged. God, your God is with you every step, every step that you take. What's the key? Being mindful of God's presence will give way to human courage. Being mindful of God's presence will lead to human courage. In 1956, Dr. Martin Luther King he came home after a long day at work. It was around midnight. And when he got home, the phone rang. He answered the phone. And it was one of those threatening calls that he would get quite often. So he hung up the phone and he climbed into bed. But for some reason on this night, 
He just couldn't get that voice or that hatred out of his head. He couldn't go to sleep. So he got back up, went down to the kitchen table, made a pot of coffee. And as he's has that cup of coffee in front of him, he just puts his hands or his head in his hands and he begins to cry, just crying out to God. Have you ever been there at that table? And you feel like you got nothing left. You're crying, crying out to God. And then something happened to Dr. King that changed everything in that kitchen. He said, I heard the voice of Jesus saying still to fight on, fight on. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. With ears of faith, right there in your home, can you hear the voice of Jesus? He'll never leave you. He'll never leave you alone. Fight on. As you move into 2021, fight on. Don't let anything rob you of your dreams. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? That's the starting point. It really is. For if you've never done that, I invite you to say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you because I need a Savior. I cannot save myself. And I believe that Jesus died for my sins, that he rose from the dead. I receive him as my Savior. And I make him Lord of my life. I put him in charge. Thank you, God, for loving me like you do and having a dream for my life. Father, I pray for all of the cathedral family, all the friends that are watching today. God, don't let anything rob them of their dreams. Lord, if we lose our dream, we lose. And we're not born to lose. We're born again to win. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' glory, amen. Well, here comes Jessica with a song that's going to breathe courage right into your spirit. It's called Brave. No one ever told me this would be easy. But I never knew that it could be this hard. All the worry, the worry, the worry is weighing on me. Could you help me break down all these question marks and make me I'll be fearless too and make me 
Thanks again for being a part of the service. If you need prayer, please contact us. We'd love to pray with you and, and pray for you. And don't forget, right after this comes the wrap. It's, it's a great experience of taking the sermon deeper and further. So I hope that you'll stay tuned. I want to speak God's blessing over you as we enter 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, this year, don't let anything rob you of your dreams because you were born again to win. And I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love you, Cathedral. Yo, Cathedral of Faith. Yo, what's up? Hey, everybody, guess what time it is? It's time for me to get a watch on. It's time for us <laughs> to dream again, and it's time Amen. for the wrap. Come on, yes. let's get into this. Pastor Ken knocking it out the park again, man. He's He is spurring us to good works, man, in this exciting season that we're in at Cathedral of Faith Oof. 2021. So let's get into this. Miss Lauren, what did you hear today? Well, um, when he opened with the story about vision, um, I realized how 2020 was my word of the year was probably unmotivated. <laughs> I have been, I have had the least amount of motivation, the least amount of vision to do anything, right? Because we haven't been able to go anywhere or do anything. So it's like, why, why, why should I do this? Why should I do that? So um, just even with the opening story, feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to have vision in order to accomplish anything at That's all right. and I should probably get on this you know it was a little convicting good word dad <laughs> one-eyed vision is better than no vision at all right I never I never knew the Raiders were in the in the Bible <laughs> somehow he makes it in I love what Pastor Ken said the first um point is about your failures, right? I think we can all relate that we all have setbacks, yeah. right? But the beauty about our God is uh, he already made a room for all our failures, setbacks, our pain, yeah. uh, you know, and, and yet he continued to give us dream and put dreams in our heart yeah. because his plan for us is to give a hope and a future. Mm-hmm. And, and like Pastor Ken said, Jesus is praying, for our dreams. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that reminder. Amen. Yeah, Amen. well, that, 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 the dreams, the, the importance of dreams, right? He talks about how visions are an inherent part of dreams and dreams are where promises are pulled out of us mm-hmm. and our potentials are pulled out of us. He says that dreams um, are where we see what we're good at um, and we see how good uh, we can become. Um, that, he, that these dreams, as we start to form and shape it, right, yes. these dreams start to form and, and shape us. And there's tons of value to it. And no matter what we've done, no matter what's happened, no matter what kind of mistakes, refuse to let your mistakes, right, steal your dreams. Mm-hmm. $100 bill, right, tore up, beat up, stepped on, right. still has got value. Man, right. your dreams, buried, taken from you, mm-hmm. broken, yeah. right, mm-hmm. bro- broken to pieces, mm-hmm. some of you, still has value. And still wants to add value to your life. I'll take it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I'll take yeah. it. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Like yeah. the illustration that he did with the $100 bill is so beautiful. I love um, what he said afterwards where he said, there is God raising his hand saying, mm. I'll take him I'll take or mm-hmm. I'll take her. Yeah. 
And then he also said the words that um, I value her, I value you. And then just to think that the God of the universe gave everything, does that, will stand there for me. It helps me in those times where I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, what am I doing? Am I missing it? Should I do this? Is it, like you said, is it worth it? Like asking, you know, just trying to find my place. And this makes me feel like, you know what? If you see me like that and you value and you're willing to put your hand out there for me, Whatever it is, I'm just going to give my best today and I'm going to believe that you're going to guide and direct me. And I just like, I want to, I want to give it all, you know, oh, it's just so beautiful. It's so empowering. Yeah. When the, when the God of the universe is on your side, yeah. right? Yes. That the kind of courage that comes along with that, that knowledge, right? What, who could stand against you, right? If, no. if God before no. you, right, who could be standing on the other side that, that even has a chance at keeping you from your promised land. Um, you know, we, are, we know the, uh, the uh, statement, teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yeah. And how, um, you know, again, like how Pastor Ken framed it with the war, you know, there's, there's still warring in the promised land. And just understanding that it, we need to have a warrior mentality going into mm-hmm. our vision and our dreams and not just this passivity that was like, you know, well, if, if God wants it to happen, he'll make it happen. And I yeah. think... I think Pastor Ken's waking us up to, to, to not be lulled to sleep yeah. in this pandemic, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think we always focus on the chaos and the confusion and the fear. Yeah. But I think that that could also, if you have too much of that, right, you have no schedule, you have no routine, yes. you can be lulled to sleep in that right. too. Mm-hmm. And our dreams could be yeah. dormant, you know? So I think that's a yeah, good Yeah, and I loved, I loved how he talked about, you know, you hear the thing, feel, feel the fear and do it anyway, you know. Yeah. But he really brought meaning to that today. You know, if, if you're not feeling fear, is, is it a big enough dream, yeah. you know? How are you changing and growing? So the importance of feeling the fear and then just head on running straight into that fear, that's how you really accomplish things. That's how you really grow and you change. Um, because yeah. fear is one of those feelings that is just, it can completely just yeah. shut you down and yeah. paralyze you. Yeah. And then you don't do anything. Right. Yeah. You know? And that is the biggest obstacle in us because it's, it's in, inside of us. And the Bible said that we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. So we can't dream in a natural. I, what I meant by that is we cannot look at what's happening in a natural you right. know, we can't. We, we need to keep pushing forward, keep having the faith, keep praising God because he, he's working. He's making a way for our dreams. Yeah. You know, he goes before us. He goes before our dreams. Yeah. yeah. And fear is an, is an emotion that is actually there's a lot of positives to it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, there's yep. a, an adrenaline that comes with it. There's an awakening, mm-hmm. an awareness, mm-hmm. right, of how to run toward the fear. Yeah. And I, I think of like uh, the rock, right? He has this. It has a statement. I'll paraphrase it for the for the church folks. But he says he's like he wants to wake up and and he wants to when he puts his feet on the ground, he wants the devil to say, "Oh no, this guy's up again." Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want it to be a threat to the enemy because you're you're on on yes. the team with with the Lord and get yeah. things done. Yeah, so. the, the image he he put up about our comfort zone and where our dreams exist, and he he, he referenced again Joshua. And says, "Be strong and be courageous. Be strong. And be very courageous. We all have the strength, right, Lauren? Like you said, like we like we get paralyzed in those moments because we're waiting for fear um, to disappear." And Pastor says, "Courage is not the absence of fear, 
but it's faces having the fear and doing it anyway. And I think there's a lot of people out there, a lot of go-getters out there that are that are waiting for fear to 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 to, to disappear. Yeah, you're gonna be waiting for you're gonna be waiting forever, right? Because when it comes to God-sized dreams, there's always gonna be an element of fear. Absolutely. But man, we gotta and remember opposition. that God's there, right. and and we just gotta go do it yeah. anyways. I like the uh, the the image of the crab pot. Mm-hmm. It made me think of a. One, it made me think of that I need to eat crabs sometime really I soon. Crabs. That, crabs. Yeah, I, I really love crabs. <laughs> Second, um, it, it made me think about, you know, the, the truth of that, you know, how the you put them in a pot, you know, one tries to escape and the others will pull it down. And, of course, it gives uh, light to, you know, negativity, people in our, in our circles that will, you know, they don't like to see you succeed because it shows that they're not succeeding, right? Mm-hmm. Or, but then I also realized, too, like, Crabs are not the most intelligent things on the world, in the, in the, on the planet. You know, their IQ starts with a decimal point, right? <laughs> and a so, negative number in front of it. So uh, they're, they're not, so uh, that, that realization was that maybe it's not always intentionally negative people trying to pull you down. Because wow. people don't really, they haven't really figured out whether the, the, the crabs actually don't want the others to succeed or they're just trying to get a free ride out of the bucket. Right. Mm. You know, so, so all that to say is that you don't know, like, sometimes you, you can have negative people, but they're not negatively intended. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, like, Definitely. just be, being aware of who could be pulling you down when they're not even really trying to. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get a free ride. they probably don't even know how to dream. So they're yeah. kind of, like, riding behind yeah. you in a, some kind of way. Yeah. You know? That's very good. I think practically, too, is, like, what do we do? How does this translate in everyday life? And this, the word refuse stuck out to me. Yeah. And everyone, it's refuse, refuse, refuse. And so I, I'll immediately begin to think of some of the things that I've been thinking, uh, worrying about, afraid about, um, that I can... I was convicted, like, I need to stand up and refuse it. And I need to be like, no. And I need to be able to turn the corner with the grace of God, which reminds me of what you said. I would love. Just, you know, in this, this, in this series about dreaming, right? I'm, I'm not, in all honesty, I'm not like a huge dreamer. I don't have grand plans, right? I have two kids and I can barely make it through the day, right? So, you know, I don't have these huge visions and dreams to start something grand. I'm just like your average person. Um, But what stuck out to me is just the simple things, having visions for the simple things, having vision for your marriage, having vision for your kids, having vision for your finances. If you don't have that, as I, as, as we have seen, you know, you don't have vision. It just kind of gets lost in this endless cycle of, Well, there you mentioned you mentioned three of the simple things, right? But they yes. they happen to be the most important things yeah. in your life. Yes, very, right. very important. So it's yeah. like that, and that yeah. that could be a, a yeah. tactic of the enemy to distract us to mm-hmm. feel like, well, that's not even exactly. Whoa, don't no. you're getting? That's the most important. Yeah. Those stuff. little people, they grow up. That's the most up. important. Stuff. <laughs> you know, so that's that's a great thought too, and and then uh, again the refuse. I I didn't even think of the refuse word until I was just thinking about the principle of, of not letting your mistakes do it and the, and the, and the, the, uh, the crab pot mentality, the people around you yeah. steal you. But the refuse, I think maybe a, a thought going into the week is maybe you don't even feel like you're in a position to dream or have a vision for your life, but maybe, maybe the start is just stop believing the lie. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Refusing to believe the lie. That's right. That's a great start. Yep. 
into right. apprehending your dream and walking in that. Right. So, That's right. yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Cathedral of Faith, man, we, Pastor Ken is lighting a fire under us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I really believe that maybe out there, uh, and maybe with an emoji sign if, in the chat, if you have a dream for your life, put, it up, put your hand up in the air and, right. and, and claim that dream. Claim that dream right for God and, and, and watch what he does when he, when he steps on, on your team to get this done. And I really believe that, Pastor Ken, lighting a fire under our community, I believe that there's dreams out there, people that are watching online, that can change our world. I believe that there are dreams that are here that can actually change our community and, and bring life and vitality to God's kingdom here yeah. at Cathedral of Faith. Maybe one of you sitting out there has a dream that's going to help our economy or, or just, that's I believe right. that there's dreams that's out right. there. We need you to dream. Uh, so let's go out with the word of God. Yes, Joshua chapter one says, in the same way that I was with Moses, I will be with you and I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. So be strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. Go because God, your God, is with you every single step of the way. Amen. Amen. Cathedral Faith, I really believe we need each other, man. Yes. Your dreams need my dreams. And Irene's dreams needs Aurora's dreams. And we're all interconnected. We're in this together. So please, let's dream again. Let's listen to our pastor. Let's listen to the voice of and the word of God, man, as he leads us forward. So... We love you, Cathedral of Faith. And as always, it's a wrap. It's a wrap.